Well, good morning, Spirit Church. How we doing? All right, all right. Well, we got rain. We had a tornado siren this morning and then an earthquake the other night. But God's so good. We're still going to praise him. Go ahead and stand to your feet this morning. Go ahead and stand to your feet. We're so excited for this morning. We have a special, a very special guest speaker. And we're just, we just have high anticipation for what God's going to do today. Amen. Amen. Can we just start this morning by welcoming his presence in this place this morning, God? We just worship you this, this morning, God. We just acknowledge your presence. We invite you into this place this morning, God. We, we invite your Holy Spirit into this room. God, do what you wish to do. And we're opening our hearts. We're setting aside the things that happened maybe this week, God, the things that we were focused on when we came in here, God. We are focusing our hearts and our minds on you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And we praise you in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship this morning. Amen. Good morning, Spirit Church. I missed you guys last week. We're excited to worship with you this morning. Thank you. 
so much greater Greater than the mountain That's in front of me You are greater So much greater Greater than the power Of the enemy You are greater You are greater So much morning are excited about serving the great I am amen there's no one greater there's no one stronger than our heavenly father man I'm so excited because God is doing something extremely special in the body of Christ during this season of life but I'm really excited because in this next moment we get to press into his presence we get to actually communicate with our heavenly father through prayer and one of the things we believe is in the prayer and the power of unity and so to get our minds fixed on the presence of God, we like to say the Lord's Prayer. Would you join with me in saying that prayer this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen, amen, amen. Now, absolutely, give it up for God this morning. Yeah. We're doing things a little bit different this morning. So in this same attitude of prayer, in this same attitude of focusing our hearts on the presence of God, we would like to invite our prayer partners up to the front. And what I want you to understand as they move their way up to the front is that these prayer partners are here for more than just one reason. Prayer partners are here because they want to walk through the valleys with you and they want to walk on top of the mountains with you as well. They're praise partners just as much as they are prayer partners. And so whenever you're here in this morning, you see them come up to the front, don't be intimidated. Don't feel like you, you don't have anything to pray about or any needs present right in this moment. But if you have a praise report, if you have something you want to celebrate with somebody with, our prayer partners are here for that exact reason and all it takes is for you to maybe possibly get a little bit uncomfortable and step out of your seat and come down to the front and pray with someone. It's not just praying for you, it's praying with you. And so if that's what you need in your life this morning, I just wanna open up the altars. I wanna invite you guys down to the front. If you need prayer, step out of your seat, head down to the front, and let's get back into the time of worship.
today is we've praised. Maybe you repented during worship or you came down to the front and you were asking, but I just want to take a moment. I just want to stay healed in the presence of God. As this song was saying, give me Jesus. If Jesus is enough to be your supplier, if he's enough to protect you and give you all of your needs, then we should yield in his presence and we should listen to his voice. Can we do that for just a moment this morning? We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the cause there's never anything too big. Lord, would you let your voice be heard? Would you let your presence be felt, almighty comforter? We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, this morning we know that you're not finished yet. Father, we know that you have greater things that are yet to come even just during this service. Lord, we know that you're calling prodigals home. We know that you're breaking chains in the hearts and lives of many. But, Father, if you do all of these things and we neglect the fact that it was you that has done it, then don't let it happen at all. Lord, let us give you glory and honor and praise. Let our eyes be fixed on you. Let the words that come out of the speaker's mouth this morning not be their own. But, Lord, let it be your Holy Spirit that is piercing the heart of every person that is listening. Father, let your presence be felt. Let your presence be known. And let it be made clear that there is no other name greater than Jesus here this morning, God. Lord, we love you so much. And we praise you in advance knowing that the greatest is yet to come. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen, amen, amen. If you believe God is not finished yet, let's give him a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is on to something, amen, amen. Hey, listen, I know it's cold outside. I know there's some wind that makes it even more cold. I know there's some rain that makes it even, even more cold. But what I need you to do is turn to your neighbor and say, God is good, amen. Give him a fist bump, give him a hug, whatever that looks like. And if you're too tired to turn to your neighbor, maybe you need to grab a cup of joe and then come back inside and then turn your attention to the screens this morning. Hey everyone, welcome to Spirit Church. My name is Gabby and we're so glad that you've joined us today. Whether you're here in person or joining us online, we consider you a part of our family and we'd love to connect. If you're here in person, you can scan this QR code on the screen next to me to fill out your connect card or your new guest card. And if you're joining us online, you can fill it out by going to spirit.church connect or spirit.church guest. This is a great way for you to let us know that you are here and for us to serve your family better. If you're new to Spirit Church, welcome. Pastor Jason and Robin would love to meet you in the Welcome Center right after this worship experience. They just wanna meet your family, give you a gift, and say thanks for being our guest today. 
Also, if you're a guest, please don't feel any pressure to give. But if you're here and you would like to give, here are three ways you can. You can use a giving envelope and drop it in either kiosk in the commons area. You can give online on our website at spirit.church give, or you can use our church center app. Spirit Church, thanks for being such a generous church family. Now I've got a few announcements for you. Our online parenting class with Pastor Jason and Robin is starting back up this Tuesday, February 6th at 8.30 p.m. Join them on Facebook Live as they discuss the book, Making Children Mind Without Losing Yours. We hope that this class will help equip you as you point your children to Jesus. Our married couples date night, Marriage in Paradise, is coming up on February 9th at 7 p.m. here at Spirit Church. This is a great opportunity for you and your spouse to invest in your marriage and connect with other godly couples. There will be dessert, games, and a word from Pastor Jason and Robin. We dare everyone to go all out and dress up in their best Hawaiian for this event. Childcare is provided for children birth through fifth grade and the cost is $10 per couple. Today is the last day to RSVP at spirit.church slash signup. Our next Baptism Sunday is next Sunday, February 11th. If you would like to be baptized, please sign up on our website at spirit.church slash signup. If you have said yes to Jesus and are looking to take the next step in your faith, this is a great opportunity for you. First Wednesday is back this Wednesday, February 7th at 7 p.m. Dinner will be provided for a donation of any amount beginning at 6 p.m. and childcare is available for those birth through age five. We will gather together to spend time in prayer, worship, and community as a church family. Spirit Church, we love you and thanks for listening. Now let's welcome our lead pastor, Jason Fullerton. Hey, good morning, good morning. So glad that you are here today. As Gabby said on the video, we found out during the prayer conference that if we feed you, you will show up. So there will be dinner at 6 o'clock on Wednesday for a donation of any amount, and then we're going to have a powerful service. Pastor Grant is going to be preaching, and so we want you to be a part of that. Help me welcome everybody that's watching online this morning. So many are with us, and we welcome you. Glad that you are with us. Before our guest speakers come this morning, I want to lay something on you for just a second. Don't be lazy, but go home and immediately sign up for our Marriage in Paradise event. We've got a great activity for your kids so they can play with their friends while you and your wife or husband are here in the worship center and God will allay all of the fears that you might have about what is to come. I'm running out of ways to incorporate this into getting you to sign up, but just lay down all your worries, anxieties, and burdens. And sign up. We want you to be a part of this great event. Ladies, help me get your man signed up and we want to see you. Hey, today we are promoting missions. And one thing that we believe in is a phrase called missions, faith, promise. You may or may not have heard that before. I want to talk to you about what a missions, faith, promise is. It is not our tithe. Our tithe is the first 10% of our increase, and we always give that to God. God says when you give the first 10% to me, he blesses all of our resources, because really they're all his to begin with. So we bring the tithe to the storehouse. But then we have what I like to refer to as over and above giving in missions, faith, promises, offerings, things like that, gifts to the building program. Several of you make a missions, faith, promise. It's very easy to do. You can go to our website spirit.church and under events and signups you can click right there and you can make your missions faith promise now some people say i don't like to make promises i don't like to make commitments that's totally great just keep giving to missions a couple ways you can do that is if you fill out one of these envelopes as you give there's a, a box right here for world missions 
And if you do it online, there's also a drop-down for world missions. When you do that, you are enabling and empowering our missionaries to serve all over the world. And so thank you for your continued giving. Last year, we had what we believe was a record year of missions giving, and not only missions giving, but the amount of money that we were then enabled to sow, because we were able to give much more than what you gave, to sow into missionaries and missions organizations around the world. And it's all for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. That wasn't a very good amen. Amen? All right, there we go. Making sure you're with me this morning. I'm so excited to introduce our guest speakers. Pastor Gary and Wilma Davidson serve as the missions director for the Oklahoma Assemblies of God, so they work with Pastor Daryl and Faith. They're no strangers to our church. They were with us last January at our prayer conference, and it was powerful. They stuck around and presented on this Sunday on our missions emphasis Sunday and really challenged us. This past November, I had an opportunity to be with them in Ireland at St. Mark's Church, the church that God enabled them to, to plant and to, to disciple and to grow and to see what God has done in Ireland. Over 40 years of their ministry has been unbelievable. And you can see the photo with uh, Pastor Gary and Wilma, myself, and my, one of my best friends, Pastor Chris Dow from Christian Chapel in Tulsa. Now, last year when Pastor Gary was here, at the end of his message, he said, Jason, if, if you'd have had three services, I don't know that I would have made it through three services. The good news is you're here for number two this morning, so he's going to do pretty good. He's going to make it through. But after the second service last year, we took him to lunch at some friend's house, Bill and Brenda, and Brenda has an inversion table. Are you familiar with an inversion table? Well, Pastor Gary wasn't brave enough to get on it, but Wilma was, and she hung upside down on the inversion table. This has been uh, somewhat of just being transparent with you, somewhat of a difficult week for us, and uh, many of you have heard about Pastor Roger Perkins passed away on Friday and went to be with the Lord, and so when I was talking to Pastor Gary earlier this week, I said, I'm so glad that you and Wilma are coming. I want to hear you preach. Our church loves you, but really, I just need a hug. I just need a hug. When you're with Pastor Gary and Wilma, you feel like you're with Jesus, and you feel like you're with family, and that's what you're going to experience this morning. Do me a great favor. Would you stand to your feet? And could we help give an amazing Spirit Church welcome to Pastor Gary and Wilma Davidson as they come to share with us this morning. church. Hello. You can be seated. Thank you. Well, this morning I was laying before the Lord. And meant what you did, that, that thing you kept doing? Yeah. I never heard so many lays in my life. Anyway, great to be with you. This is my bride. We've been married 58 years last week. Woo! We're still enjoying marriage. There may be snow on the roof. But anyway, it's great to see you here today. And uh, I just, last time I was here, you celebrated my 78th birthday. You know what happens after you have a 78th birthday? You're going to have, oh, y'all are sharp. <laughs> so for my 79th birthday, I fixed me, I got up early, fixed me a big team and mug, ate three mugs, drank three mugs of strong Irish breakfast tea and followed it with 
two Krispy Kreme donuts, <laughs> the manna of heaven. You know what two Krispy Kreme donuts will get you? One less week in the nursing home. <laughs> Woo! I never been to one I was excited about. And, uh, but it's great to be with you today. I love this church. The church is blessed. Wilma and I will share some stories this morning uh, about some of the things that happened to us in Ireland and all of us, some of our other missionaries. Many are right out of this church here. And uh, it wouldn't happen if you were not there. You were there with us through your finances, through your prayer support, through resources, through being able to pick up a phone and call and get encouragement and so on. And uh, so thank you for standing with us, even back over on Dewey Street in that lava canal or whatever it was called. <laughs> you still owe me for a fine leisure suit of polyester that ripped one side and when it went back the other side, it got the other side. It's terrible some of the stuff we used to wear, wasn't it? My goodness, and we thought we looked good. Well, we didn't look that good. But anyway, great to be with you today. Thank, uh, bring you greetings from uh, Dr. D and, uh, uh, and uh, Sister Faith. And uh, he's a granddad. When you see him, when you see him, ask about Eleanor because that's all he really cares about right now most of the time. And if you don't ask him, it'll hurt his feelings. And uh, he's got pictures. I have a friend of mine told me, he said, uh, Whenever you got your first grandchild, you bored me to death, those pictures. said, in fact, you'd say, look here. He said, I know you don't want to look, but you're going to look anyway because I'm your pastor. And he said, and now he was a granddad. He said, I, under, I got the same disease, only it's worse. But uh, great to be with you. And uh, last week, uh, you had a, a little election going on here. And by God's divine appointment, we think it's an election. It's a God from heaven that touched Pastor Jason and Robin and brought them to you here. And we bless them. We speak blessing over them, encouragement. This may be the most encouraging man I have ever met. Every time I talk to him, he tells me how great I am. You know, we used to say, if every boy is good as mama thinks he is, wouldn't he be great? Well, if I as good, I was as good as, as Pastor Jason says I am, I, I, I need to sprout wings and go into heaven. Amen. God bless them. God bless Robin and their family. God is good. God did something for us just a year ago. Right after we were here for a prayer conference, we had an amazing miracle. We hear about healings. God does healing. Sometimes God breaks through all the darkness, all the difficulty, and God just does a miracle. And we had a miracle happen to us. We was going to share it with you. Yes, uh the 13th of January last year, uh, we were at a prayer conference, and I was prayed for, and God healed me of a digestive issue I'd had really 30 years. The last 15 to 20 years, I had been it had been so bad that I, I couldn't eat but a few foods. I took food on airplanes. I took food into restaurants so I could be with family and friends, and that was hard. Uh, but uh, I kept asking. I kept asking God, so uh, if you have a need this morning, keep asking. I mean, I, I asked this lady sitting beside me at this prayer conference just after we had the prayer conference here to pray, and uh, we went to lunch. She just prayed with such faith. We went to lunch, and I ate Mexican food, and I wasn't sick. 
And that evening, we were at Turner Falls um, campgrounds and, and went to the cafeteria and ate something like lasagna, I think it was, and went home, and I slept eight hours. Didn't take anything. I had been taking so come much. On, come on, so come on, come on. God still yes. heals. And maybe you have a need this morning you've been praying for a long time. Don't stop asking. Come Keep on. asking. And I asked the Lord, Lord, why? Because we have four children, and all of them have serious health issues. I would much rather have seen them healed. But for some reason, God chose to heal me. And a few days after it happened, I felt like the Lord said, I gave you a gift, and I want you to give it away. So I'm giving it to you this morning. Faith that God still heals. If you have a need, keep asking. Maybe it's for a prodigal. Maybe it's not a, a healing that you need. Keep asking God because he still hears and answers our prayers. The scripture says, amen. The scripture says, then the people of Israel were convinced that the Lord had sent Moses and Aaron when they heard the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery. They bowed down and they worshiped him. God has seen I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what's going on in your life. The Lord has seen your situation. About a week ago, Pastor uh, Daryl sent me a note that came from our missionaries in Bangladesh that have served there for 44 years, Larry and Sharon Smith. Larry had been quite ill. He went to the doctor. They did x-rays. They found uh, a growth, said it was at least third stage in his kidney and so on. Uh, two doctors working with him and so on. They immediately, Sharon said, we're flying out to Bangkok. There's a top consultant there. And uh, I'll just, uh, I'll simply read, I'll simply read to you what she sent to us. She said, thank you so much. We arrived in Thailand and uh, already have seen the consultant. He has arranged for the best doctor in Thailand to do the test. And then she says, as we have finished our appointment for our results, as we walked over for the appointment, I was reminded the same God I trusted a month ago in good times is the same God who knows what's happening. Now I choose to love and trust him. You may be going through a tough time right now, you may have known what it was to be filled with such a faith and a joy, but now it's a dark time. We did the song, Greater is God that is in us than the mountain that is before us. Come on, church. Greater is the God that is in us than the mountain that is before us. And she said, it's, it's not just news, good news I have. It is great news. The consultant said, he doesn't know what was there before, but there is absolutely no cancer there now. We asked why two specialists at the best hospital were wrong. He said he didn't know what they saw, but he knows what he saw. There's nothing there. There's a bit of infection, antibiotic, or clear it up, and you can go back to Bangladesh. Why? Because they had a bunch, they have a children there in their orphanage that were praying just like we were praying over here because God is a prayer answering God. We spoke to a friend of ours last night, a dear friend, Judy Halsey, beautiful Baptist, one of some of our very best friends, and uh, so they found cancer. She said, I'm going to MD Anderson, uh, called us, said, we're praying. In fact, I said, I'm going to be in a meeting near you. I want you to come and we'll pray for you. Well, because of the ice, we didn't get there, but we still prayed. 
You know, you don't have to go to the front to get prayer. You can cry out to God wherever you are, and you'll hear the heart cry of your spirit. The Bible said to Moses, said to Moses I have heard the heart cry of my people, and I'm going to set them free. And God wants to say that. We talked to Judy last night. She said they went in. They checked all the lymph nodes, they said, and sent them. They examined them. They said, send me a bunch more. So the fellow sent 46 more lymph nodes. They checked all of them and said, well, it may have been there before, but it's not now. She said, somebody said, maybe they made a mistake. She said, I choose to believe that the God of heaven is interceding on my behalf. Would you stand to your feet right now? We want to pray. And then you need the Lord to touch you, whatever your situation is. Would you just step out into the aisle? You need God's healing to flow into you right now. You need to hear an answer from God. Why don't you just step out in the aisle right now and people will gather around. We're the body of Christ. You don't have to travel around the world or go to some evangelist somewhere or a TV preacher that lays empty hand on your empty head and give you something you never had before. Right now in spirit church this morning, God can do a work in your life. Amen. Let's pray right now in Jesus' name. Reach out to everyone that is standing there. We ask you to come, Holy Spirit. We ask you to come right now, Holy Spirit. We ask for your healing right now. We ask for your healing to flow right now. We ask for your healing. Step up here, friend. My brother, right here. Step up here. My friend, come on. Step up here right now. Yes. Lord, we just believe you right now together. We're just praying right now. Lord, when he was in his mother's womb, he was knit together in perfection. And your word says you were there at that moment of, of conception. You're the God that knit him together in his mother's womb. Even when he lies down at night, Lord, and he frets, Lord, he wakes up in the morning and you've been waiting there all night beside him to minister. I don't know how the God of heaven can do that, but because you're omnipotent and omnipresent, you are there and you're wanting to speak a fresh word into my friend and my brother's heart right now that you, the God of heaven, are there. It's a word you want to speak over this place. We ask you, the God that knit him together, Lord, we ask you to knit together once again. There is life in the blood. Life is in the blood, and we speak life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we pray, come Holy Spirit, Right through this entire house right now, touch us, strengthen us, encourage us, build us up in our most holy faith. If we pray in the power of the Spirit, we ask it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we believe the Scripture says that all your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving. So, Lord, we give you a thanksgiving praise right now over our prayer, right? Come on. We just lift our hands and give a thanksgiving prayer right now, and we give you the glory and the honor. Give the Lord a hand, church. Give the Lord a hand. Come on. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. That's touching Give the Lord a hand. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Turn around and give somebody a high five and say, I believe my God's bigger than my mountain. Come on, give somebody a high five and say, I believe my God is bigger than this mountain that is before me. Hallelujah. You know, one of the great joys I have serving as our, uh, serving as mission director with, uh, with uh, pastoral oversight for nearly 200 missionaries working and global workers around the world and across this great state and across this great nation. Thank you, Lord, for this great state and this great nation. Amen. And as I have that privilege, so I've been going back in the archives. In fact, Victoria has been working with me, uh, Victoria Burks, just with the story of and God blessing. God bless Roger Perkins. Amen. My heart was saddened, but he's a happy camper right now. He was always happy here. He'd be a mess up there, right? You remember, we always called him Perky Perkins. Well, imagine what he's doing up there by the grace of God. We'd love to have him back, but it'd be wrong, and we're all going there because he spent his entire life trying to get there, and he's there by the grace of God. But I have that privilege of going back in the archives and look and reading stories about what the Lord is doing, and we were just talking about, give me Jesus. And I knew I heard a story many years. Are you here? Say praise the Lord. I knew I heard a story many years ago about, about, probably nearly 50 years ago about missionaries we had whose name was where? Wilma wants me to try to stay seated. She, she knows I'm not getting any younger and she wanted to put a seatbelt on this but I said, no way, I won't be shackled and held down. But anyway, uh, so I, 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 I knew about this family. I'd heard this great testimony, something about they were in France during World War II and, the, and Nazi said come in and so on and, and they were fearful they actually had to hide in a cave with the wares and they had to hide in a cave and, and they would pray they had nothing and uh, when they, she would pray and she would ask for special foods and the next morning they would get up and there would be a basket there with everything there surely the Lord has sent his angels to care for us people get concerned people say well, well the enemy has his forces yes he does but according to the scripture one third of them are cast out of heaven and the other two thirds are still there so that means for every one that comes against us we got two angels on our side by the grace of God since we've been in Ireland three times, we have at least three times we've been aware of visitations. We didn't know it at the moment, but afterwards we looked back and we realized the Lord had sent his angelic host to care for us, protect us, and protect our little two, two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. But I was, I was trying to find their story. And, and we went in the archives in, in the AG in, the, in the Springfield and uh, found this fantastic story. They were being hid by this godly evangelical family in the heart of France. The Nazis had come in and taken control. And that diabolical plot that was hatched in the very demonic forces of hell to destroy all the precious Jewish people, God's chosen people. You know, I, you know uh, I've seen a few bullies I wanted to take on, but I want to tell you, I wouldn't take God on when he says, these are my own people, would you? Anyway, we know the... We know what history tells us. And uh, so they were in this home and this family. They were hiding upstairs in the attic. And the Nazis come. And they lined them up and they were slapping them around. And they said, are you hiding Jews? This dear brother didn't want to lie. I'll be honest. 
you're probably a lot holier than I am. If he had asked me, I'd have said no. I just lied. Oh, just be honest. Yeah. And and uh, but this brother, closer to the Lord than I am, he did not feel he could lie. And they kept hitting him. Kept hitting him and said, uh, "Do you are you hiding Jews?" And finding this brother in desperation, screamed, "Jesus!" And the soldier looked at him and he said. Jews hate Jesus. There's no Jews in this house. And walked out, and the wares lived to do ministry. Oh, we sang that song, the name of Jesus. Fantastic. Would you look with us in the book of, uh, in the book of Psalms, the 126th chapter? I want to talk to you a bit about sowing precious seed. Throw up a couple of these. Uh, uh, throw up a, uh, a slide here. This is a slide of William Carey, who was the first evangelical missionary, and he said, expect great things from God, attempt great things from God. And I want to link that to the scripture here found in Psalms 126. Oh, this is such a great psalm of, of acclamation and a song of one of the songs of the ascents that the children of Israel would sing as they were ascending to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover said, when the Lord brought us back, the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was with joyful shouting. And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things. May we live to see the day when the Lord Jesus comes back and come back quickly, and we hear the shout, the Lord has done great things for them. And said, we were glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the desert. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of precious seed, shall indeed come with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Forty-five years ago, 19, May of 1980, May the 9th, Wilma and I landed in Ireland. We landed there simply with the gospel that the Lord had given us, but we had a bag of precious seed. And we began to sow that seed. And I will tell you, the first years were difficult. I can still remember sitting in a place called Cornell's Court. We'd been there about six or eight months. And I was beating the steering wheel of my Datsun. That's how long ago. Anybody remember what a Datsun was? Call it Nissan today. And uh, beating that steering wheel and saying, Lord, you told me to come here, and I've been obedient to you, but I promise you, and I've committed myself for four years, but when the four years up, I'm wearing this place like a loose dress, I'm getting out of here, and that was 44 years ago, and by the grace of God, because we had some good seed that churches like the Spirit Church had given us to go and the Lord had given us and enabled us to go and plant that seed. And I'm here today to tell you, I walked the streets of that community, the streets of that nation, and we sowed that good seed. And many times, many times we sowed it with tears and so on because we didn't see anything as a result of our 
tears in those first years, but I'm here today to rejoice with you, rejoice with you because you were there with us. We sowed the seed. God has given a harvest like people could have never dreamed. I remember the first few years after about six years, we started having breakthrough and hundreds of people were being baptized and a man that had sowed seed there many years before called me and he said to me, I understand you've got 100 people or 200 people meeting in your congregation. And I said, no, that's not entirely correct. He said, that's what I thought. I used to go down there, and if we got 20 and we brought 10 with us on the bus, we thought we had a great crowd. He said, so you don't have 200. I said, no, we have about 300 now, and we're getting ready to send out a good church. Why plant a daughter church? Because when you plant good seed and you sow it with tears, God is going to give a harvest. William Carey, God put upon his heart to pray for the nations of the world. He was a simple shoemaker, a shoe cobbler in Nottingham. He was uneducated, but God touched his life, touched his spirit, began to work in his life. He went to a minister's meeting. In this minister's meeting, they said, uh, the older minister stood up and he said, we really don't have a theme for today. But he said, uh, so would anybody like to give us a theme that we can talk about? And William Carey, the shoemaker, the shoe cobbler said, I think we should talk and pray about reaching the pagan nations of the world with the gospel. And the old minister said, young man, sit down and shut up. Because if God wants to reach the world, he will reach it without you and I helping at all. Liar, liar, pants on fire. God still wants to use his church and his people to reach the, the gospel, to take the gospel and the good news of the world. He refused to be deterred. He had heard from God. You know, it's always my theme in life. You can put it on my gravestone, dear Wilma Jean, but my theme in life, it's always too soon to quit. Say that with me. It's always too soon to quit. God has put a dream in some of your hearts. God has put a vision in some of your hearts, and it's been so long ago you've nearly forgotten the vision. This morning in this service, God wants to revive that vision and that dream that he gave you and let you know that it's too soon to quit. The God of heaven, the great I am that spoke it to you, is still able to see it come to pass. And Carrie would take a calfskin, and he made a map out of it. And out of that map, he made the, the uh, world, the nations of the world. Sometimes his clients would come in, and Carrie would have his arms around the world. And they would watch as the tears run down his face begin to drip upon the nations of the world. They flowed over a place called Bangladesh where dear friends Larry and Sharon Smith are back sharing the gospel after his miracle of healing. They flowed over a place that would be, would be Ethiopia where Loretta Wyman, whom you supported for numerous years, would take the gospel and minister the gospel. We were there with her last last February celebrating 38 years of ministry for her and the 25th anniversary of the Simmons of God that had been closed down by the communists but had reopened 25 years ago and already had 700 churches and the year before had planted 100 new churches and as William Carey prayed 
His tears run down over a place called Ethiopia, over a place called Mozambique, where one of your very own, the Schultz are ministering with those four little girls. Sometimes it bothers me as a mission director to think that I've laid hands and sent them out, Jared and Kylan, those beautiful children, that that very difficult and dangerous place, but it's the God of heaven that put them in their heart. I said that to somebody here, said there would be no turning back of Jared because he and the Lord knows he's called him there. So it was with William Carey. Even though he was told he shouldn't, he kept praying. He kept weeping tears, and he's wept those tears. They softened the soil. It reminds me of a John Deere tractor in the, in the February when it begins to till the barren and the, the fallow ground and begins to break up the fallow ground. And it goes as deep, that huge tractor goes as deep as it can. It hits the hard pan. And it seems that nothing will break through the hard pan, but it lays the soil back. And it exposes the hardness of the soil that's 12, 18 inches deep. And then the rains of heaven come and begins to soften it, releases the minerals that are there, releases the nutrients that are there to prepare for the harvest when the child of God prays. When the child of God goes forth sowing in tears, their tears reaches to the reaches to the very hard pan and then the God of heaven sends the dew of heaven, the dew of the Holy Spirit and it breaks up that ground and then someone comes along and they have plant good seed. They may harvest it. I was privileged to go into Ireland and see a harvest but I knew of at least three Assembly of God ministers that had went there before. One ended up with cancer. Two in their 20s died tragic deaths. I knew I was following my brothers and their families there, but they sowed good tears, good seed in tears. It broke up the fallow ground, and God, by his grace, is doing a tremendous work in Ireland. Give the Lord a praise. Because I tell you this, God never forgets a tear that you've shed. The scripture tells us in Revelation that he stores them all up. And at that appropriate time, he pours them out. Because the God of heaven that counts every hair on your head, the God of heaven who names every star, and they say there's billions, they're not able to count them, but my God counts them. And the God that attends the funeral of every sparrow knows every tear you've ever prayed, mother. It's a word into some mama's heart this morning. Knows every tear you've prayed for that prodigal and they haven't got a snowball. Well, shouldn't say it that way. <laughs> because if you pray an anointed prayer, why pray if God didn't hear us? Why would we give ourselves in tears and crying out if the God of heaven, but the tears went down, it's broke up the file of ground. It's broke up the hard pan and at the appropriate time as a young young boy preacher who used to read the works of E.M. Bounds who's one of the great prayer warriors. I gave away I don't know how many books. Read, I'd read a chapter and pray for an hour and read another chapter and pray for another hour. He stirred me to pray and cry out to God. But he had a boy that was lost, far from God. This is a word into somebody's spirit here this morning. Listen to me. Like a word of knowledge and he prayed and believed for that son, and he never saw his son respond. And it was as sad as that they were at the cemetery getting ready to lower the coffin down. 
that a boy that had more miles on him than he should have was beaten up and so on. A man walks up, kneels with his hand on his coffin, and the inbound son finally the, the tears had broken through the hard ground and in his father's grave he surrenders his life to Jesus Christ don't give up on the prayers that you're praying somebody needed that word this morning amen lift your hand and say I needed to hear that word this morning and the God of heaven has heard your cry and it'll cause it to come to pass what time is it what time is the next service 1130 well, at 11, I thought you said 11.30. Well, you can just scoot over when they come in, okay? Because <laughs> I have to tell this one. When I came to the Lord 60 years ago, a week ago, one of my best friends was a, my cousin, Homer, just nine months younger. And the Lord dealt with both of us, and he went one way, and I went the other. Years came, and I can remember interceding and cry out to the Lord for him. And a few years ago, time and time, it had been nearly 50 years, I was with him, staying with he and his lovely wife, Wilma and I. He had such respect. He started to eat, and he said, forgot, Gary, you need to pray. And I'd pray. We went to visit a cousin of ours that was in the nursing home and uh, who knew the Lord, very feeble. And we got ready to leave, and my cousin Billy, Bill said, would you pray for Dorothy and I before you leave? And, and when he said that, my cousin Homer, he starts out, I said, where are you going? He said, well, y'all going to pray? I said, no, we're going to pray. We pulled him back in and held on his hand, had a Holy Ghost grip on him, and, and, and uh, held on his hand. And we started praying, and God came. He always shows up when you pray, doesn't he? And God just came. It was just so, it was tangible. And, uh, and when we finished praying, my cousin Homer went on, and I stayed with my cousins. And when we finished, I went down. He's sitting there in the car just looking straight ahead in that Ford 250. And he said, Gary? I said, yes. What was in that room? I said, the Holy Spirit was in that room shared with him, prayed with him. That night I was laying in bed and I said, Lord, why are you so good to me? Why did you do that? I had forgotten. But the Holy Spirit took me back 50 years, kneeling at the end of the altar, the old red oak person sent me to God, crying and praying that my cousin would respond to the Lord. I had forgotten the prayer, but the God of heaven hadn't forgotten and God wants to speak a word in some hearts here today and remind you the prayers you prayed. You see, an anointed prayer never dies, and the tears are stored up in the heaven. At the appropriate time, according to the book of Revelation, they're poured out, and the harvest comes. That's the reason he says in the scripture here, when you sow in tears, and you shall reap with joyful shouting, hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. So on... Uh, March the 22nd, 1989, we were having an outreach with evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. Have any of you heard of Pastor Bonnke? We, I was privileged to work with him a number of times, a very godly and holy man, gracious man, beautiful person. 
And uh, so we were doing a big outreach in the state, boxing stadium there. We had about 2,500 people there for the meeting. And as pastor, we always call him pastor, even though he's evangelist, Pastor Bonke got up to speak. He went to be with the Lord a few years ago. He got up to speak. He said, when I was praying for your nation here, and I want to move, uh, I want to move on here a little bit. It's going to the map of Ireland would be the first map. Dallas, thank you. And uh, whenever uh, he said, uh, when I was praying for your nation, he said, I saw the nation of Ireland. And he said, uh, uh, and as I was praying, I suddenly saw little balls of fire, little firebrands all over the nation. Now, at that time, we only had a few churches. You can see it here. When we arrived there in Ireland, there were only four churches. And in the south of Ireland, there were just two small churches. The one there in Dublin, the lower one there, it was a big church. They had about 20 people. And then the other one that's near Dundalk on up the coast there, it was a small church. The big church actually closed down a few months later because of the difficulty and discouragement and so on that came. And I remember Reinhard Bonnke saying, I saw a vision of this nation, and I saw these little sparks of fire all over the nation here. And that was in 1989. And God wants to remind some people in this house today that God has put a vision and a dream in your heart. And God wants you to know that it was he. That, in fact, I prayed with somebody here in the last meeting just concerning what God had put within their heart. The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord planted that seed there, put that seed there. It was a vision and a dream that God wants to see come take place. But remember, it's always too soon to quit. And so I will take you to the next one. And this is what the nation of Ireland looks like today whenever you... Amen. 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 And way, way up here, way up here, way up here, right here, Clifton. Have you been to Clifton, Pastor? That'll probably be, I always prayed for 50 churches, and it'll probably be our 50th church plant. And Pastor Jason got to walk the streets of that village with Pastor Paul Cullen, one of the godliest men. The only other man I know is as close and, uh, to the Lord as him, as Jason himself. And they got to walk. I thought those two godly men walking that street, God is going to raise up a church there. Friends, this is what, you know how this happened? This happened because in 1980, Wilma and I went all, or 1979 and 80, Wilma and I in a Pontiac, remember, remember what a Pontiac is? We, we, we crisscrossed this, this state and went into Arkansas and, and, and into Texas. Might as well reap some of that money down there and get those longhorns saved. And, and uh, we, re, we reaped down there and everywhere and put together a budget. And I still remember being in a little place called Noli. Noli just a small place about, there, I don't even know where Noli is. That's just what they call it. There's no really store. I think that maybe there's a service station there. And, uh, and I remember going there, and a good friend of mine named Conley Wright was there, and uh, they were supporting us. And he came to me, and he said, uh, talked about a missionary friend, a mutual friend, and he said, okay, I'll sit down, Will. And he said, uh, uh, he said, uh, he said, Gary, your friend, Carrie, I never hear from him. And I said, uh, wonder why? He said, well, I've supported him for years. And I said, what do you give him? He said, well, $10 a month. And I said, well, at that rate, if everybody gave him $10 a month, he'd get a 10 rate for four years and spend a year on the field. It's actually supposed to be reversed. 
He said, how much do we give you? I said, $10. He said, you come back to our church and we'll change it. So we went back here on a Sunday night. When I walked in, I knew it was already done. I didn't know there was something in the house. And when we were through, they had pledged over 200 and actually nearly $300. They settled on $250 a month, and that's what we needed. It was 10% of our budget. It finished our budget, and I went, that's the way it works, friends. You see, you look at this here, and you say, isn't that great what, what uh, the Lord used Gary and Wilma to do to establish that work there? No, it's great what God used the state of Oklahoma and the Simmons of God here and people just like all of you that are here and pastors just like Jason and Robin that the Lord used to enable us to go to that land and fulfill what William Carey said when they said you you, if God wants to reach them with the gospel, he'll do it without our help. No, God said he didn't have to do it this way. He could have sent angels. He said, I'm going to use weak and mortal man made of dust, and I will use them to bring the greatest message the world has ever heard, the resurrection message, and take the gospel to the world. And it's because you and I believe, you and I stand, and we work it. You look at this, and what you see is a... Uh, uh, is all of these flames that represent churches. But we go to the next slide here. And in our next slide is Pastor Jerry Dumphy. He was laying on a deathbed and been given up. God raised him up from a deathbed, filled him with the Spirit, gave him a vision for a place called Waterford, and he's raised up a strong church there, getting ready to hand it on. Or we go to the next slide, a young man here named Jamie Cochran. I met Jamie when he was 19. He had a heart for the Lord and a passion for the Lord. He would call me and say, Pastor, what are you doing this week? I said, why do you want to know? He said, just tell me. I said, okay. On Tuesday, I have to go to Cork. He said, what time are you leaving? I said, 8 o'clock. He said, I'll be there at 730. I'm going to drive you. I said, why are you going to do that? He said, I want what you've got. And if I hang around with you, I'll get what you've got. No, I want to tell you, you hang around with people that's got what you want, you get a multiplication of it just like Elisha did. Elisha saw in Elijah something that God was doing, and he said, if you follow me, and he was abrupt, and he followed him, he not only got what, uh, what Elijah had, he got a double portion. I believe this boy has got a triple portion of what rested on me all the way there. He would say, about this and that. How do you do this? How do you do that? When you get discouraged, what do you do? How's your life? How's your marriage? All of those things, and I'd input with him. And I still remember in this photo here, I still remember looking up when he was speaking one Sunday, one uh, week when we were having our conference and he was exhorting the people. And I looked up and God spoke a word to my heart. He said, I have given you young men that weren't even born when you came to this country to fulfill your vision. And they're getting ready to plant their fourth church. This morning there would have been seven or 800 people in their congregation. Pastor Jason hung out with him. There's anointing on his life. There's anointing because of a girl called Lud. And I'm going to close with this. Lud and her parents lived in Brazil. And God spoke to them to come to Ireland. They didn't know anybody in Ireland. They never had a passport, never been on a flight. He had a thriving business. He, he was a brother full of the Spirit of God. He was in a Baptist church, and God spoke to him and said, I want you to go to Ireland with your family and I want you to do what I've called you to do. He wasn't a preacher. He wasn't a worship leader. 
He was just a man that was obedient to the word of the Lord. And Lud and her family, God gave Lud a similar vision. Lud and her family, they went to Ireland. She went to work in a in a McDonald's. She couldn't even speak the language. She spoke Portuguese, and she was learning the language because they didn't have any income. They didn't have any support. And there she met Jamie at 15 years old. She was 16. And there she met Jamie. And Jamie thought she was hot. Well, I'm not supposed to say that. Anyway, Jamie thought she looked good. Okay. Because there's snow on the roof. Doesn't mean we forgot. Anyway, uh, she, she was a... Uh, he said, I want to I go. Let's go out. She said, I, I can't go out with you. I said, why? He said, you're not a Christian. Come on, girls. Hold the line. Come on, guys. Hold the line. Don't compromise on it. And, oh, man, it drove him crazy. She would preach to him or share with him the scriptures and so on. He couldn't get a handle on it. But she kept planting good seed into this 15, 16, 17-year-old boy. And he was on a rugby tour when he was 18, one of the top young under-20 rugby players. He was over in the, he was in Germany. He was laying in his room. And he was crying out because he couldn't understand. She had given him a Bible. And he said, God, be a man and come down here and show yourself to me. And he opened the Bible and he had a revelation. He left the tour, made his way back to Carlo, arrived at 3 in the morning, pounding on Lud's family door. And the father come down. He said, are you drunk? He said, no, I want to know about Jesus. And God did a work in Jamie's life today with four children, four little boys, four big boys, making a remarkable difference. Because 45 years ago, this church on Dewey with the old lava rock believed in the vision God gave us, just like all these others. Throw some of these others up very quickly. The McCumbers that you support that are working in Israel, spent an hour with him today. The Ballard family that you support, spent 30 minutes on the phone with him. And then this family ought to be familiar. Come on. I love his family. Mom and Dad's getting ready to go over. Where you at? Getting ready to go over and see him. Spend three weeks. Yeah. Woo. Take our blessing from Spirit Church. Amen. Right? Take our blessing from Spirit Church. Give them a hug. Tell them we love them. They're a visionary couple. They're so far ahead I was at that time. But Lord, we ask you right now that you touch us. Bow your heads. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. You need the Lord. Lift your hand. Wherever you're at in the building, you need the Lord. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. If you don't know the Lord, pray this prayer with me. We prayed as a congregation. We did this scores and scores of times over the years at Old St. Mark's Church. I still meet people who said, I prayed that prayer and everything changed. This is the prayer. Everyone pray it together. Dear Lord Jesus, I don't know you. I need to know you. Would you forgive me? Would you save me from my sins? And today, I receive you, Jesus, not just as Savior, but as Lord of my life. And God has spoke to you today. 
Put those hands down now. God has spoke to you today about his plan and purpose for your life. He's challenged you in this meeting. You would stand to your feet and say, here I am, Lord. This is all I got, but I want to give it to you. God's challenged you today. You just stand to your feet. You know the Lord, but you sense God is speaking to you in a new and a fresh way about fresh faith, about fresh vision. And I want you just to stand to your feet and say, yes, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, Lord, whatever you have for me, I want to do it. Whatever you have for me. You sense the Lord speaking to you, challenge you. Just stand your feet and say, yes, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We're having an attrition because a lot of our missionaries are older. God bless you. Keep standing, different ones. A lot of our missionaries are older. Some have moved on to other work. But I'm wanting to see at least 100 come out of Oklahoma, but I want to see the right ones. Any others? Now let's all stand. Lord, we recognize that you're in the house. We recognize that you're speaking to us in a fresh way. We just surrender this morning. Could you say that? Dear Lord, dear Lord, come on, dear Lord, I surrender. Whatever, I surrender. And I trust you as the great I am. Go ahead, Pastor. Give the Lord a hand. Come on, church. Thank you. I trust we have heard from the Lord today through praise and worship. God spoke to us through Brother Berg's 1 Corinthians 14, 3. says, a word of prophecy will comfort and strengthen us. And it, it did that today. And then this incredible message from Pastor Gary. Pastor Daniel's going to come pray a blessing over you as we conclude. But it's too soon to quit. It's too soon to quit. Would you join me in just, just committing that to the Lord? Father, it's too soon to quit. And we choose not to give up. But we will continue to work while it is called day because night is coming when no one can work. Lord, help us. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Use us. Come on, commit yourself to him this morning. We're here for you, Jesus. As, as we leave today, just two things. One, I, rem I want to remind you that Next Generation Ministries are meeting tonight, 530 to 730 here at Spirit Church. If you have kids that are, I believe it's three or older, Send them this way. We're going to have taquitos tonight for our youth kids. I know. You can be jealous or you can bring salsa, one of the two. Uh, but as we leave today, I also just want to pray a prayer of blessing over us all if you'll lift your hands towards heaven. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Go with God this week.